Hey folks, Lily here. I just want everyone to know that the struggle to protect black lives is on our minds and in our hearts. Um, with that in mind, please go to communityjusticeexchange.org slash nbfn dash directory uh, and find somewhere you can send a donation to or just you know look around on Twitter wherever you can find um, legitimate bail fund links. Uh, people are out there fighting for their lives uh, and uh, they deserve your support. Enjoy the show. A three, a two, a one, a go. Does that owl have a name? Does the owl from the Tootsie Pop, Tootsie, wait, wait. Tootsie Pop, yes. yes. Tootsie Pop, Tootsie Pop commercial have a name. Isn't it just Mr. Owl? I think you might be right. It might just be Mr. Owl. I'm going to look this up. Some little dirt-ass pig pen-looking kid comes up and says, uh, I remember it being very, like, Peanuts, but if Peanuts was made in the 50s was the aesthetic of the of the um, cartoons. No, but okay. Um, I guess I'm wrong. Peanuts, I guess Peanuts the strip what, did exist in the 50s, but what I mean is Peanuts yeah. the cartoon. Yeah. Um, uh, so let I've me just let me just such a fucking fool of myself. Let me just give us this is a picture of Mr. Owl and his friend the child. I'm looking at him. Yeah. His name is Mr. Owl. Now, and this this Google search did bring me to a page that says five sweet facts about Mr. Owl, the Tootsie Pop mascot. I want to hear the real facts about Mr. Owl. Okay. Don't sugarcoat it. Um, ad agency donor can be credited for conceptualizing Mr. Owl. Mm. That's uh, not interesting at all. What's your uh, experience with Tootsie Pops, Lily? Um, I mean, I'm a fa- I haven't had them in so many years, but I've enjoyed them. Yeah. Was it something yeah. that was like around as in your childhood? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yes. Can yeah. Walk me through a typical scenario in which a, a young Lilith would eat a Tootsie Pop. I don't know. Uh, I'm at <laughs> school and I get a Tootsie Pop because I've done something good. Okay. Interesting. I don't know why you expect me to remember things from like more than two decades ago. <laughs> Particularly how I got candy. Well, Tootsie Pops for me were only available in very specific circumstances as a kid, uh, which is that they were you they were given away for free at a certain restaurant. So like that would always be you'd eat at this restaurant and then you'd you'd be in the parking lot eating a Tootsie Pop. Okay. Okay. So 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 just to just to back up Diet Coke, you had a very specific way of procuring Tootsie Pops. Well but because I didn't, I'm the asshole for not remembering I how I got asshole. all my Tootsie Pops. I never Pops. thought you were an asshole. What I'm trying to get at is it's interesting to me that Tootsie Pops were like a, an everyday candy that was around. Because to me Here's- they like they weren't around for me. I, I guess what I was expecting was for you to either have a specific source like I did or for them not to be around. I'm just surprised that they would be like a normal candy because to me, they're not a normal. I definitely had a few Tootsie Pops while we were still growing up in the same basic geographical area. So, uh-huh. I don't know what the fuck was going on in your life. <laughs> <laughs> I guess maybe maybe the people in my life just had an attachment to uh, Lucille's as the restaurant and uh, uh-huh. didn't feel a need to uh, introduce Tootsie Pops outside of Lucille's. Okay. Uh, now, here's fact number two about Mr. Owl. Uh-huh. 
Mr. Owl isn't the only one with a fondness for Tootsie Pops. No. Um, I don't know if you remember. Turtle? There was, uh, yeah, it was that Turtle, Mr. Turtle. Sure. These guys are really good at uh, naming characters. Yeah, I mean, um, apparently not, because neither of us could remember for sure. I mean, you remember that it was Mr. Owl. Yeah. I didn't even remember that. Yeah. There was also apparently a Mr. Cow. But I don't uh, think I remember Mr. Cow or Mr. Fox. Mr. Fox sounds slightly more familiar than Mr. Cow. Well, does that just, you know, a fantastic kind of could be. the bell? Could be. Who was the voice of Mr. Owl anyway? Was it Mr. Feeney? Was it the guy who played Mr. Feeney? It was Paul Winchell. Don't think that's him. No, he's the. he also provided vocals in commercials for Burger Chef and the Scrubbing Bubbles. Do you ever wish you could go to Burger Chef? Uh, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> I, I think I have a fondness for Burger Chef purely because um, they commissioned uh, these posters to be uh, like sold at the restaurant, these Star Wars posters. And I, ha- I have the whole set of four hanging in my home. Uh, Interesting. And they're just relics of this fast food chain that doesn't exist anymore. Huh. I, I don't think I ever got to eat at a Burger Chef. I don't think either of us did. I think they were gone before either yeah. of us were born. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Should we now, start the show? Here's 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 here's, here's, here's here's no. This is all this is all cold open. They're all enjoying this. Okay. Uh, great. <laughs> here's here's the next fact about Mr. Owl. Made it to the center of a Tootsie Pop. Let's celebrate. For anyone who's been victorious at licking his or her way, we can just say there. Come on now. Yeah. To the center of a Tootsie Pop, Mr. Owl would like to present you with the Clean Stick Award. Uh, I don't like to hear that. <laughs> gross name. Uh, you can download a PDF to record your accomplishment at this link. It's even signed by Mr. Owl with his bird feet. I don't care for that. Yeah. And the last the last fact about Mr. Owl, uh, I don't believe actually involves Mr. Owl whatsoever. I feel like a lot of these have been. I guess Mr. <laughs> Owl came into play at the end of that last fact. <laughs> Uh, researchers at New York University and Florida State University, I guess they needed two hands on this ball, uh, conducted a study in 2015 to find out how many times one would need to lick a Tootsie Pop to reach the center. Their findings revealed that 997 licks are needed to get there. That does remind me, actually, of a, I guess I'm a liar, because this is a separate Tootsie Pop memory that I had that I had forgotten about until just now. A kid at my at my elementary school did that for like a science fair project. Oh, and they had like a machine that was it was like a, a motorized wheel with a wet sponge on it that served as a sort of artificial liquor. And, and the kid just counted uh, how many times the sponge made contact with the uh, Say, with the sucker you, until the. Think, what's do up? Do you think Diet Coke? Do you think Diet Coke? Um, I don't know if you no. stayed in contact with don't. this person, but do you think? that uh i could get uh i could procure this uh as you called it automatic liquor can we start the can we start the show welcome to the big match minute i am diet coke and i am lilith 
And this is the show where we break down uh, matches in wrestling that we find personally significant or interesting minute mm-hmm. by minute. We are currently covering the Firefly Funhouse match at WrestleMania 36. Mm-hmm. And we are on minute eight. Eight. You're correct. Yes. I can count. We are three minutes into the match itself, if I'm yes. doing the math correctly. No. Four. Because there were four video package minutes, uh, roughly. Yeah. Uh, the minute starts out. You got John Cena. Yeah. Uh-huh. Where is he? he is, where Where is he? He is in the Firefly Funhouse. Yep. Um, and in a in a weird moment of um, sort of uh, cinematic parallels, uh-huh. uh, almost as if they knew that this was going to be turned into a match by minute podcast. Yeah. Uh, however, probably that would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last minute began with. Uh, Bray Wyatt entering the uh, the door that said abandon all hope ye who enter here ye who exit here exit here I always get it wrong sorry um, <laughs> but I always correct you no that's okay that's okay you always get the name of the match wrong so it's all good didn't today uh, though you didn't today and I'm so proud of you thank you I've worked um, very hard to say firefly funhouse match so minute seven begins with Bray Wyatt going through that fateful door yeah Abandoning all hope, as, as apparently. Yes. Minute eight begins with John Cena entering the door. Yeah. Almost like frame by frame, like they're in the exact same position. Yeah, which prompted me to say, hey, didn't we do this minute already? Yeah, yeah, We there was a moment of confusion. Yeah, but, um, I, but I was incorrect. I was mistaken, as I often am. As you am. usually are. <laughs> Mr. Cena comes in through the door. Jonathan. As I've taken to calling him. Do you think it would be fun to see Ian McShane's character from the John Wick films say Jonathan like he does, but he's talking to John Cena instead this time? Oh, that would be very fun. Wouldn't it? All right. <laughs> we don't need to explore that concept further. There's nothing else there. Uh, you know, maybe when there's a when when uh, when when Keanu finally uh, laces up a pair of boots. <laughs> And uh, when he finally the... stops being a coward and enters yeah, the squared yeah, yeah. circle. Here's a weird thing. Um, I'm 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 doing the math in my head, and I might need to Google to verify this. Keanu Reeves and the Undertaker, I think, are within like two or three years of each other. That makes sense to me. I believe that. That's weird, right? It's weird, but it makes sense to me. That's it, that's just like a powerful illustration of what wrestling does to a body and a face <laughs> over long yeah, periods of time. Really. Well, I mean, also like. And this is not, you know, this is not just the gimmick because he also kind of looked like this back in WCW. Sure. Mark Calloway always kind of looked like a corpse. So, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he always had very sunken eyes. Yeah. In fact, uh, I believe if I if I just did my Googling correctly, I believe Undertaker is, in fact, one year younger than Keanu Reeves. Holy shit. Yeah. That's wild. <laughs> Yeah, Keanu born in 64, Undertaker born in 65, so... Oh my god! Keanu Reeves is older than The Undertaker. Yeah. John Wick is older than The Undertaker. Yeah. <laughs> oh my to, lord. That's something to chew on, something to think about. Oh, wow. Something to stick in your jaw and really work up a nice... Uh, Light brown, frothy liquid of thoughts about. Okay. Chewing tobacco does. (laughs) That's what happens when you chew on something. 
uh, Diet Coke. Yeah. Uh, I spent a decent portion of my youth um, mm-hmm. when I was uh, when I was involved in certain organizations that I was involved in my youth. Uh, one of the things that we would do is um, we would clean up college sports uh, oh, God. Uh, places. God. Uh, after so they were, uh, I'm so after, sad about where this after is going. they were used. And let me tell you something. So sorry, gentle it's listener. One of the one of the worst things in the world is spending a Sunday morning just kind of finding Sprite cans that are uh, filled with chew. You have told me this before, and it doesn't get any less upsetting. <laughs> okay, well maybe you should stop talking about <laughs> fucking. <laughs> sorry. That shit you just talked about. I would like if to you apologize to hear that story to you, Lily, and to the listener for my actions today. So Jonathan okay. Cena's in the Firefly Funhouse. Yeah, he's in. He's in just a dark room, barely lit. He. It's oh no, very... I'm talking about. I, there's one thing I want to mention before yes. that, which is okay. that you see just like the clenched fist of the Bray Wyatt cutout uh, on uh-huh. the left hand of the screen before he leaves, and it's a it's a weird thing to see. When you forgot how you got there for a second, just like a fist, mm. just mostly out of frame. Mm-hmm. It just sort of mm-hmm. adds to the, uh, you know, the mise-en-scene, if you will. Yes. <laughs> now he's in the dark room. Yes, he exits the fire. Of, he has abandoned all hope because he uh, he is one of the all ye who have exited here now. And that's a totally normal way to say that sentence. And I think Completely you'll, I normal. think I'm going to win a Peabody for that one. Yeah, a Peabody. Um for and excellence so, in broadcasting. And now just to just to be clear that is not a Peabody award that's just a body that is just filled with piss. Okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> not that's not the kind of show that I'm trying to run here. <laughs> well, you did just try to talk to me about chewing tobacco. So, fair. Uh, John Cena is in the dark room. Yes. And a, a and, sort of uh, void. We cannot see behind him. There's nothing around him. Yeah. He's barely lit. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just kind of hear some like kind of like building creepy synths. Yeah. As he just kind of looks around in confused terror. Yeah. Also, I might have said this in a previous minute too, but John's seen him looking real old. It's yeah. when you see him wearing the clothes that he wears outside of the context of like being on the way to a wrestling ring, he's just mm-hmm. like a friggin' guy in his forties wearing a, a a bright green t-shirt and cargo shorts and a baseball yeah. hat. And mm-hmm. it's sort of it's almost a similar look to like Pee Wee Herman, you know, like part of what makes Pee Wee Herman interesting to look at is that uh He's the grown adult man in what can only be described as like a, a child's suit. Um, yeah. This this is the this is the same thing, but instead of like a you know the kind of child that Pee Wee Herman dresses up as, he's sort mm. of dressed as like a a, a shitty fourteen year old. And then and then um, a puppet, a puppet that we have heretofore has gone undiscussed on this on this podcast shows up um to quite a lovely little uh little bum 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 it i believe is literally a um a like sound cue from garage band like i i mean it's probably another it's probably just like a free to use little yeah. cue that's in a lot of things but i'm i'm certain i have used that one while making a project in garage band before now let's talk about this puppet yeah, this I do. I this puppet is a lot to think about and to look this at. Puppet, this puppet really it uh, it does some good things to me. Uh, same, I enjoy same. this puppet. 
Um, it is uh, very clearly Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Yep. In a suit that, like, you know, it's it's like 80s, 90s Vince suit. Before It's pre-Mr. McMahon. Yeah, it has the, it has what is essentially the old, the, like, 80s WWF logo, just without the F, obviously. Oh, and he has devil horns. He does have devil horns, yes. It's yes. also, like, it's like a puppet that was, that, like, looks... Except for the face, I would say it's a puppet that looks like it was made out of shit they had lying around. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's not a real puppet. Puppet. Um, yeah, a puplet oop. is when a a, a a a puppet starts rhyming at you. What? Oh, like a couplet? Yeah. Okay. You um, can just move past that. <laughs> <laughs> what I what I like about this puppet is that every time we cut to the puppet, it's sort of a different shape. Yeah, because it's just clearly people like or some a person like stuffing their hands into like a shirt like it's not uh-huh. actually a puppet it's just a shirt <laughs> with a head on top of it uh, and yeah. I, I really enjoy that it, it sort of adds uh-huh. to the unsettling quality here that, that uh-huh. John Cena sees this very obvious puppet and is unable to regard it as anything but another human being talking to him uh-huh. Uh-huh. because of the dreamlike nature of the Firefly Funhouse and now let's go into what this puppet starts to say yeah it's it's definitely not vince doing the voice no it is it's it is someone doing the the vince mcmahon impression that anyone can do yes exactly that you previously clowned on me for saying mine wasn't good enough um i don't recall that episode episode four of uh the big match minute i believe it happened but i don't remember it Yeah. yeah 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 well i'm about to do it again okay and if you say anything this time, I'm going to punch you in the arm. Was I saying that it was bad what you were doing? Yes, you did. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, it hurt my feelings. I'm sorry and, about that. And it hurt my feelings again when I was editing it last <laughs> so week. so sorry. Because that's the episode that came out just I'm days so ago. sorry, Lily. No, it's fine. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just like to elicit uh, emotional tenderness for my friends for... Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, cause, cause that's the only thing that's keeping me going, uh, right now. John Cena. (laughs) That was bad. That was bad. All (laughs) own up to that. John Cena. Yeah, that's pretty good. And then he, he, he pokes his, his hand into John Cena's chest and we get a cool, a couple little boink boinks. You know? Yeah, this is one of those great things that you see in like movies sometimes where mm-hmm. they've abandoned any kind of like natural speaking rhythm and it's just it's yeah. just like a satisfying uh combination of sounds really more than it is actual conversation. It works really mm-hmm. well, I would say. Mhm. 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 Um but yeah, we get the little cartoon boink boinks and then he says, "Do you have enough ruthless aggression to reach for the stars as you never have before?" Yeah. Do you have enough ruthless aggression to excel beyond your wildest dreams? Mm. Do you have enough ruthless aggression to make enough sacrifices of mind, body, and soul to become a success in this company? Show me, or you're fired! It's weird that and listen, we don't need to talk about who these two people are. We know who mm-hmm. the other one is. It's weird that two people have your fired as a catchphrase. Yeah. Did that come up yeah. when they were feuding? 
I, you know, um, by the time you have to remember that when I got in, I got into wrestling in late 2015. Yeah, fair. So by the time I was, <laughs> it was uh, well past that into era. <laughs> wrestling, I was like, uh, well, not only was it past that era, it was past the era where I felt uh, comfortable yeah, engaging yeah. In the, with the content of uh, the second one. Yeah. So um, fair, fair. Yeah. Um, it is weird though. That's all. Um, <laughs> um, no, it is. It, it, and and um and one could even say that one of those fascists probably took it from the other one because I think uh, Mr. McMahon uh, has been saying it since what the like the 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 Austin feud, right? Like, yeah, that sounds right to me. Yeah, and uh, the Apprentice wouldn't start until you know three or four years after that. Yeah. I think you're right. I think we cracked it. Wow. All right. <laughs> well, um, that is the worst thing that uh, that the that man has done ever. Obviously. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> Lily, no. That's not. Uh, That's not the point of view betray- of this podcast. Betraying the trust of his good friend Vincent <laughs> Kennedy McMahon. A, a Lily Hill heel turn on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, since we haven't said his name aloud, yeah. I will just say that um, you're talking about Hornswoggle. That that no 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 that that whoever this is, <laughs> um, I feel comfortable calling for him to be tarred, feathered, and burned alive. Yes, I um, agree with that. It's we we, <laughs> we got to be careful here, Lily, because I can't be the baby face of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stress that enough. You cannot turn heel. <laughs> And that's that is let me let me pull the the minute back up real quick. That that is I believe the end of this minute. It is this is we get into the start of what would be the theme here which is like revisiting the early parts of John Cena's career. Yeah. Uh with of course the phrase ruthless aggression being his kind of uh-huh. whole deal when he when he was first uh-huh. introduced. Uh-huh. To national uh-huh. audiences, which I I don't want to get too far into it because this this uh particular scene from his career uh gets dissected even further yeah as the as the match goes on but god when he uh he came out in those little uh those little boy shorts and uh <laughs> it's something it's something else uh-huh uh-huh i mean i mean yeah we'll we'll we'll, we'll get to it when we get to it but god yeah beautiful ruthless aggression diet coke mm-hmm. what'd you think of this minute I thought this was a great minute. Um, it's it's a very Spartan minute. There's not a lot yes. happening, but not a lot needs to happen. I think this is right. a great way to start the match, and uh, uh-huh. I think we're off to the races. You know, you know, it's it's starting the um, the menacing, the uh, the 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 psychological torment of John yeah. Cena. Yeah, you know, continuing um, the theme of like sort of uh, cheap aesthetics uh, being used uh, to incite fear. I would say mm-hmm. even down to it just being like an obvious free sound clip they could use for that little suspense stinger. Yeah. Um, that's kind of, that's the bread and butter of the Firefly Funhouse. Mm-hmm, 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 Well. <laughs> I the church lady was going to show up on this episode. I don't, I don't get that joke. Oh, uh, <laughs> the church lady was a character that Dana Carvey used to do. She would go, well kind okay. of uh that was more ronald reagan what i did i felt like uh-huh. um i but i hey 
I'm no I can't I'm not an impersonator. I can't do the church lady. Hey Diet Coke. Yeah. Um I I've been running into an issue with my bathtub. Um here we go. Where uh here we go. Where I keep uh, I enough? keep you know, I'm try. I keep trying to fill it up. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the water just keeps draining right out of the damn thing. Um, and so I was. You wondering, can't take a bath like that. That's a problem. I can't. Yeah, exactly, exactly. All I can do, all I can do is uh, is uh, is shower, um, which is also a difficulty because I have one of those uh, uh, little walk-in like old people baths, which is like not a joke. Um, I have one of those. Yeah. Um, it's that it actually beats ass because uh, it's got jets and stuff. I would love um, to use that bath one day. <laughs> hey, someday, someday you're someday. gonna visit me in Austin. You're gonna get to you're gonna take a bath in my bathroom. Hell um, yeah! <laughs> hell yeah! Uh, but uh, before you do that, in order for you to be able to take a bath in my bathroom, um, Diet Coke, I do need to know: Do you have any plugs? <laughs> You can't see, but I'm I'm standing up. That's a standing ovation for that setup. Um, sure, you can follow me on Twitter at very cool Emily. Uh, you can uh, you can go to dietcoke.cool to watch me stream on Twitch. Haven't done that in a while, but I'll I'll, I'll get back on the horse someday. You can. Uh, we've been we've been streaming a lot more on my channel. That's we, true. We we stream together a lot more these days. We do. Um, that's true. So you can you know either dietcoke.cool or just twitch.tv slash death carpets you can do whatever you know yeah follow us both uh, yeah yeah do that um you can you know whatever i got some other podcasts one's called go go godzilla one's called the official dunstan checks in podcast and i don't even know what you mean when you suggest that i paused before that name as if I didn't remember the name to my own podcast. It's not like I changed the name of my podcast in the like final two months of it being a thing. <laughs> and the artwork. <laughs> and the artwork. Uh, we yeah. actually have a wonderful logo that was uh, co-designed by myself and the wonderfully talented Lily from Ghost Puncher Corps. I mean, I kind of just provided guidance. Call that. Um, uh, but both of those podcasts you can find on BenViewNetwork.com. All right, you can go to uh, twitter.com slash deathcarpets to find um, me just doing whatever the hell it is that I do. You can go to ghostpuncher.net uh, to listen to my... I've got a cool actual play podcast called Ghost Puncher Core. Um, you can also, uh, you know, this recently happened, and you might as well just put it out there. Uh, the, the, the actual podcast probably came out uh like a couple months ago at this point but uh i was on uh our our friends and um podcast network mates uh podcast radish um along with uh one of my uh, uh one of my friends amanda from ghost puncher uh to both you know hang out on radish a cool show and tell podcast and uh talk ghost puncher so you can go uh Go check that out. I don't remember what exactly episode number that was, but you'll see me and Amanda listed in the uh, the episode description. Oh yeah, yeah, it was a fun time. 
Um, I accidentally made a really mean joke about actual play podcasts that uh, <laughs> uh, luckily did not hurt the feelings of uh, the people who uh, graciously invited me on their show, despite the fact that it was uh, accidentally pointed uh, squarely in their direction. <laughs> um, <laughs> Happens ooh. to the best of us. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes it does. Uh, hey, Diet Coke. Yeah. I, you know, I'm new to this whole yeah. uh, movies by minute or things by minute podcasting genre. Yeah. Um, and so I forget things. Mm, yeah. Um, what do you need? What do you need? What are you trying to remember? Um, do, did we ever figure out like, uh, like a sign off phrase or something like that for this show? Oh, no. 